Welcome back, Father James Gross joining you here from our studios in the Grand Cities. Father Jason Leffer has a a month off here and uh, will be rejoining you in November as I will be away during the time of our next broadcast with you from the Grand Cities. Hopefully the sogginess of this area uh, dissipates somewhat as we continue on with autumn and that we're not plunged to full scale into winter. Although, as I had mentioned earlier in the show, there are areas in our, there are parts of our listening area that uh, about a week ago at this time sustained uh, a pretty severe early winter storm with as many as 30 inches of snow recorded. Um, Maybe some of you, like me, uh, saw photos posted on social media from some of these communities, whether it be Devil's Lake, uh, Carrington, Langdon, Harvey, some of those areas in uh, central uh, North Dakota where people were opening a garage door, for example, and the drift was about two-thirds of the height of the garage door opening. I can just imagine looking at that and thinking to oneself, boy, you know, where do you begin? If, if you have a snowblower, it's a little bit easier, but uh, if your own two hands are removing snow from uh, uh, sidewalks and, and uh, driveways and things like that, uh, boy, our hearts go out to you. So we're getting warmer conditions that is mel- melting that snow, but that's going to cause additional problems for the Cheyenne River and other uh, tributaries. So please keep those folks in your prayers as well as they are dealing with the aftermath of that uh, freakish early October snowstorm and that uh, the remainder of autumn may be uh, very seasonable in order to help us not only uh, physically but uh, emotionally and with our mindset. And uh, as we're talking about some of those difficulties that people face, our next guests who we have with us are going to talk to us about um, the uh, impact of uh, suicide on one's life and how we can uh, reach out with compassion to people as uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. So we have a couple of guests with us today in our Fargo studio. Mary Weiler is with us. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. And we also have Barb Hansen with us in the Fargo studio. Good morning, Barb. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Now, welcome both of you to Real Presence Live. It's a real pleasure to be able to visit with you during this segment. And I'd like to um, in, ask each of you to just uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and uh, the work that you have been and are, and are doing with uh, suicide prevention. Um, this is Mary, and I became involved with suicide prevention back in 2005 after we lost our daughter Jennifer, and have been involved through the North Dakota chapter through the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and also I have worked with lost survivors. And this is Barb Hansen, and I'm a registered nurse and a faith community nurse. And um, I also serve on the North Dakota Board for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And as a faith community nurse, I know how it can affect families, faith communities, and just feel very called to address this um, health issue that we have in our communities. Well, thank you both for the work that you're doing, and uh, Barb especially. I'm mindful of our uh, uh, parish nurse, as we call her, at the uh, faith community that I serve, and and all of the great uh, behind-the-scenes work that that person does, things that I perhaps didn't fully appreciate earlier on in my priestly ministry, but uh, am seeing you know, really firsthand in a lot of different ways. So if I could call upon one of you to um, just give us some of the staggering statistics when it comes to uh, suicide, uh, either locally or nationwide. Okay, thank you. Um, Suicide is a global problem. Over 800,000 people die 
worldwide each year, and that's a statistic from the World Health Organization. So that works out to a suicide about every 40 seconds worldwide. In the United States, suicide rates are recorded by the CDC, and according to the CDC, 47,173 people died by suicide in 2017. So that makes um, suicide the 10th leading cause of death. Here locally in North Dakota and Minnesota, it's the 8th leading cause of death. In North Dakota, um, we had 154 deaths by suicide. Um, and that's pretty average for each year. And then in Minnesota, it was 783 deaths per year. So suicide takes more lives in the U.S. than homicide, war, and natural disasters combined. So for every suicide, there are 25 others that attempt. And we know that suicide impacts individuals and communities. Um, it suicide is it affects families, friends, coworkers, neighbors, schools, faith communities, and it's estimated that one out of every two people in any given congregation has personally been affected by suicide. That might mean that that a person has suffered with suicidal ideation themselves, or they have a family member or a close friend that has suffered, or maybe they have lost someone to suicide. Right. And it really has an economic impact, too, about $69 billion per year in the United States because of suicide. Hmm. Well, many we know who are listening to us uh, today are part of faith communities. So, uh, Barb, could you speak to how suicide and its effects reach inside these walls and, and that environment? Yeah. Life is a sacred gift, and someone dies by suicide, there is a state of great hopelessness and despair possibly because of mental illness, a family history of depression, or suicidal ideation. Extreme life situations such as a breakup in a relationship, a death of a loved one, or a job loss, or being diagnosed with a chronic life-limiting illness, possibly overuse of alcohol or drugs, or a combination of all these things. All these things happen to people within our faith communities. Suicide's a complex health issue, and people in our faith communities are experiencing this health issue, plus many other health issues, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. When someone dies by suicide in our faith communities or struggles with mental illnesses, it rocks our faith communities, just like it rocks our schools, our workplaces, our neighborhoods. The loss of a single life to suicide is a tragedy, and tragedy is multiplied many times over when friends and family members of the deceased are counted. Spiritual leaders and faith communities, and now the research community, know that practices of faith and spirituality can promote healthy living and provide pathways through human suffering, whether it be mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. That is some great information for us. And if in case you're just tuning into our program today on Real Presence Live, we have Mary Weiler and Barb Hansen with us to talk about uh, efforts at suicide prevention and the, uh, the effects of uh, suicide in our communities. Uh, Mary, how does suicide impact not just those who have died by it, but also those around them? Well, suicide affects the community as well as those who we have lost. 
Survivors are impacted in many ways. Many have questions about why, and many wish they had known more or known sooner about the medical condition their loved one was suffering from, such as depression or anxiety. They wish they had known sooner because they, they hoped that they could help them, help them get access to services sooner, treatment and medications if needed. Yeah. I started a survivor of suicide loss support group in 2008, and I have found in working with survivors that many find it's extremely helpful to be in a support group, to be with people who understand their grief and loss. We're having an event on November 23rd for adults who have lost someone. It's called International Survivors of Suicide Day Loss. Um, it'll be held at Prairie St. John's, from 11 to 3, there'll be a film and also healing through music closing ceremony. This is free and open to the public. Excellent. And Prairie St. John's is located off of uh, 4th Street in downtown Fargo. And people in that area, please uh, take advantage of that opportunity. I want to just follow up on something about this. I know as a priest, I think about how people may be uh, burdened with guilt and uh, kind of the, the whole hindsight. And, you know, um, it must be maybe perhaps even assigning blame to themselves. It must be my fault that so-and-so, mm -hmm. you know, chose to do this. So do you you encounter some of those sorts of uh, emotions and reactions from people as well oh absolutely yeah. yes and um, and I and I think the strength of a support group um, is that they are with people who have are going through the same type of loss and they they become very good friends in understanding where each of them are coming from and helping each other each even outside of group yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, Barb, especially in terms of our faith communities, parishes, churches, congregations, do you think we have everything we need to be able to address suicide from a faith perspective? Um, Galatians 6.2 tells us, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Um, faith communities are a natural setting for suicide prevention, and the CDC recommends or recognizes the faith community as that first responder, that gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. um, we, as part of faith communities, can bring much healing, forgiveness, and grace to our members when we are suffering. Suffering, and we have great tools available to us: scripture, prayer, worship, fellowship, and most importantly, our relationship with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Right. But we can also put more tools in our toolbox by learning about mental illness, the warning signs, the risk behaviors, prevention measures. Um, by caring and reaching out, we can all play a part in suicide prevention. Yes, indeed. Now, Mary, I'm thinking about, uh, at least from my perspective, I'm old enough to remember the uh, historically and an increased stigma, I think, that people may have experienced from the church toward them if they have a family member who dies by suicide. So for any pastors or priests who are tuning in, what are some practical ideas that you would like to share with us? Well, I think first and foremost, it's to be get educated about suicide prevention. And I do, Father, I do want to mention this, that we will be presenting to the Catholic priests in the diocese on Presbyterate Days on um, April 21st. So we will be offering uh, training to, to 
to talk about warning signs, risk factors, how to respond, what to say, what to do, and also how to help loss survivors. So that's going to be, I think, an incredible experience for all yeah. of us. Um, I think there's other ways that pastors and priests can respond. One of the things that um, people have that are thinking of ending their life is they have really lost their sense of belonging. So if a church can create strong social bonds between individuals and families by inviting um, people to come to church events, by offering training, and incidentally we can do that. We have a training called Talk Saves Lives that we can present to church administrators, youth group leaders, teachers, ushers, greeters, and surprisingly enough, our ushers and greeters, greeters can be your first line of of uh, support oh, for definitely. people because they can, if they're trained to watch for warning signs and risk factors to people in the congregations, that's extremely important. Yeah. yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned the presentation you'll be giving for our Spring Continuing Ed yeah. Conference in Carrington in April, so right. we as priests in the diocese will make note of that. We only have about a minute left here, so Barb, could you tell us about the event coming up next week uh, directed toward our faith leaders? Yeah, it is it is called Soul Shop. It will be October 24th um, from 8.30 to 4.30 p.m. Um, on, it, we've had a great, great response to this, and uh, we are at max capacity, but oh, we okay. are going to be bringing it back in the spring mm -hmm. to the Fargo okay. area. Um, it is for anyone who is called to address suicidal desperation from a faith-based perspective. There's great information on a website, soulshopmovement.org. That's S-O-U-L shopmovement.org. And uh, we'll be thinking of that uh, session next week and the great good that it'll do for those who participate. So Mary and Barb, thank you very much for your time today and blessings to you and this important work that you're doing among the people of God. Thank, thank you, you, Father.